John Clark now joins us. Uh, John, welcome. Hey, great to have you with us. Uh, you got it. How you doing? Good. Are you going to the Springsteen concert? Uh, yeah, I think I am. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, Springsteen's going to be at the George Center at Penn State on Saturday. I know you got him there with tonight, but that's great. Yeah, and, yeah. You going Saturday night? Uh, I, my plans are to stay here in Des Moines. <laughs> Oh, the okay. with, with the NCAA tour, I'm at the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, oh, okay. Ho- hopefully, Penn State wins tonight, and they'll play Saturday. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, you're that tied is, up. I get that. That's good. That's that's even better. That's a good thing, John. Miles Sanders goes to Carolina. Not unexpected. He's leaving Philadelphia, and it just turned out the landing spot was Carolina. So they needed to find another running back to go with the group. What's your thoughts on Rashad Penny? Uh, well, I just got back from uh, the press conference to introduce him. He is a big, big man. Uh, he's got big shoulders. He's thick. Um, I believe he's like 5'11", uh, 220, 225, something like that. But he's he's thick. And, uh, you know, I think it, it's taken a chance. Uh, he, he is injured a lot. But when he is healthy, he's very, very productive. I mean, his last 10 games that he's been healthy – He's averaging close to seven yards a carry, and uh, he has over a thousand yards in his last ten games when he's healthy. So, I think a rotation or a running back committee will help him. You got Kenny Gainwell, you got Boston Scott, and maybe they'll draft one. You never know. But um, I, I think a rotation will help the situation because that'll keep him fresher and healthier. Yeah, Penny played against Penn State when he was at San Diego State. Johnny can flat out fly. I mean, he has speed. No question about it. Uh, They get Bradbury, and then Darius Slay looks like he's coming back. What did you think about how the Slay situation played out? Well, sometimes this happens with somebody who's making a lot of money and who is a veteran and – he believes he's worth more and wants to be paid more and wants a new contract and wants guaranteed money, but uh, they, they weren't able to work something out. The Eagles wanted to lower his cap number, so it was determined, okay, well, we're going to have to release you because we have to lower your cap number and we can't give you any more guaranteed money. But I think Slay, from what I hear, Slay really wanted to stay, and they got back to talking during the day and they were able to work something out to keep him here because probably they were not able to find a lot of money on the open market from calling around because they were given permission to seek a trade and see if there's a better offer, a better deal out there. And there probably is not a big market at his age. And uh, so he's coming back. So I think that's a positive. I mean, to come back with your two starting cornerbacks, And still the possibility, I'm told they're trying to get something done with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So to have those guys coming back and the possibility of uh, C.J. coming back, I think that's a very good thing. John, I always strongly believe, at least over recent experience, that you use free agency to fill your gaps, and then that tells us what direction you want to go in, in your draft. So the Eagles have been either re-signing their own players or they bring in a guy like Penny. So what do you think now the Eagles' draft direction is based on how they've filled their gaps in free agency? Well, I would just say I think they probably go defense, right? Um, I mean, that's the yeah. obvious. That's stating the obvious. But uh, 
They are always looking for a pass rusher or a defensive tackle who can get that inside push like Javon Hargrave. Um, they could still draft a cornerback. It doesn't mean that they wouldn't draft a cornerback if they think they've got a stud sitting there and they want him. I don't think that precludes them from doing that because you've got to rebuild the defense. Uh, but they always, they always want to make sure the offensive and defensive lines are good and great, and that's where they win football games. That's what they believe for two decades since Joe Banner and Andy Reid and Jeff Lurie were running the show 20-some years ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a defensive tackle or DN. Uh, you, you see the positions that they value more. Obviously, they, they value the defensive line first and then cornerback and linebacker. Once again, they, they don't value as much. And it's hard to argue because games are won on the line. Yeah. No, I, I agreed. Um, what does it mean for the not just the field but the locker room that Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey are both very much in the mix? Well, I tell you, I mean, Jason Kelsey to still be the best center in football at his size and his age is fantastic. And I think he and Brandon Graham as well. Jason Kelsey brings toughness, and he plays through so much stuff. So I think the guys around say, well, if this guy's playing through this, man, I got to just I just got to play through it. And I think he brings a toughness, a mental toughness, and he runs that offensive line. And you see what he's able to do in space still. So you get him back, and then Brandon Graham, he's, he's a part-time player now. And, and you saw that he was able to kind of come in and close out some games with sacks based on being fresh and maybe not having as many reps and as many snaps. So um, I, I think for the money, Brandon Graham at $6 million and Jason Kelsey still being paid the highest paid center, I think it's a good thing for the locker room. They set the tone. I remember Brian Dawkins yeah. when a young player came into camp and he was doing something and Brian Dawkins said, we don't do that here. Well, that's what Kelsey and BG do. They lead yeah. and then they set the tone for the culture. Uh, great answer, John. Uh, and then I'll ask you finally this. Hey, when you have success, people want your people. So Philadelphia's had to replace the two coordinators along the way. Any initial thought on either one of the hires? Yeah, I mean, I think Sean Desai uh, is going to kind of run a similar defense to what Jonathan Gannon ran. Um, I can't say for sure that he's going to be as good as Jonathan Gannon. I mean, Jonathan Gannon did a decent job, and I know a lot of fans weren't a big fan of Jonathan. Uh, maybe he didn't blitz enough like they uh, they want him to. But I think in Philly it's going to be hard to find a defensive coordinator who's very popular nowadays because you can't really hit like you used to. Um, but I think offensively they're, they're going to stay the same. I think Nick Sirianni had an idea of how he wants his offense and defense to look, and he hired the guys that are going to carry that out. So James Steichen was an excellent play caller. It's hard to say that they're not going to have a little drop-off. But, um, you know, I think that the relationship that Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson have, I, I, I think that's huge. Um, 
You know, he's known Jalen since he was three or four years old. He called plays in college. Um, so I, I, I think I think they're going to be okay. I think that they had these guys ready. I mean, they definitely had Brian Johnson ready uh, to go because they knew that Shane Steichen and or Gannon could be going. But, um, you know, Nick Sirianni once again said he's not going to call plays. So he, he has trust in Brian that he can get it done. I trust you'll have a great time tonight at Springsteen. Enjoy it, John. Thanks so much for your time today. You got it. Enjoy the trip out there, and uh, good luck to the Nittany Lions. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. You got it. John Clark.